Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran, as usual out here from Dove Valley, talking Broncos Raiders week six divisional opener at Empower Field. How will the Raiders respond to the chaos that's enveloped their team this week, including Coach John Gruden resigning, challenges of facing a new Las Vegas play caller for the Denver defense? Are the Broncos getting healthier in the secondary as Ronald Darby returns to practice on a full-time basis? And Kendall Hinton had his first career TD last week. We'll talk about him. And is this a must-win game for the Broncos with a short week coming up next week going off to Cleveland? So, Start off here on the First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook with the news of the week across the NFL, and that is John Gruden's vulgar emails, insensitive emails uh, being leaked, aired, and published, and he is subsequently no longer the head coach of the Raiders. What are your thoughts on that, Ryan? And can the Raiders somehow recover? And remember, they got stomped uh, last Sunday as well. Yeah. Um, let's start with Gruden. I thought if it was contained to just his uh, emails about D. Morris Smith, I thought he was going to survive that, you know, make his apology, show remorse, et cetera, et cetera. But as, as listeners and as we know, a lot of times that when there's one email, there's usually more emails. And, and they came out. And they came out. And we can, you know, speculate on where the leaks came from. I got my thoughts that uh, probably not for public consumption. But as soon as the uh, – other insults appeared Monday. I thought it was over, and an hour later it was John Gruden steps down. Now, how does this impact the Raiders? John Gruden was their final say on personnel. He was their offensive play caller. As far as the Broncos goes, the play calling part is uh, most germane to Sunday. Greg Olson, who I covered in Jacksonville, is now the play caller on offense. You know, Gus Bradley, who I covered in Jacksonville, remains the defensive coordinator and play caller. I would have made Gus the interim head coach, but I digress. I think this is going to galvanize the Raiders. I don't think they're going to be looking to win one for Gruden. I think, I think they're going to be saying, hey, they're 3-2. and two. They've lost two straight. They're going to Denver. They've got to win a division road game. And uh, I think the Raiders are going to play well. I'll get to my prediction later. But I do think there's a little bit of a guessing game with Greg Olson's new play caller. What changes he'll make, how much more influence will Derek Carr, the quarterback, have on, on what's going to be called as well. Again, this is the First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SI Sportsbook. Dot com great new player in the sports gambling space and let's take a listen in from our sponsor nothing else in the world can hold a candle to sports it's why true fans actually cry when their team loses a close one and why we channel the memory of a goldfish to believe again before the next game teams can be beat but true fans are invincible at sports illustrated sportsbook we get that all of it because we love sports too. We also happen to have the knowledge that comes from working alongside more athletes and coaches than any other sports book on the planet. We understand the game, not just the spread. So we made the sports book only Sports Illustrated could deliver. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sports book by sports people. Download the SI Sportsbook app today. New players, when you bet $10, get $50 in free bets. New players only. Players must be over 21 located in Colorado. Qualifying bet $10 or more. Minimum odds minus 150. Free bet tokens credited after bet is settled and expire after seven days. Free bet stakes not included in winnings. Promo expires 12-31-21. Full terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Again, folks, this is the first in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com, and on Twitter at si underscore betting, si betting. 
So give them a follow and check them out. Moving on with the show here, we just mentioned the, the challenges of Las Vegas bringing a new play caller with Gruden stepping down. But the Broncos, their secondary coming off a rough game against the Steelers, Kyle Fuller in particular. But it appears Ronald Darby is going to be playing again this week. Will that be an impact on that Denver secondary? And will Pastor Tan hold up? under duress I mean obviously he's been picked on throughout this young season yeah and I thought Sertan has played okay you know he's been really thrown into the fire because of Darby's hamstring injury you know on Monday Vic Fangio said hopefully on Darby playing uh, as of Wednesday before practice he remains on IR but Vic said he will practice fully to me I think he'll be activated because they need him they realize what's at stake in this game they realize what their pass defense was last week against Pittsburgh without Darby now, how do how do how do the Broncos deploy their corners? Um, in sub package situations, you know they're probably going to play some dime. That's when Sertan moves inside. I'd put him against Darren Waller, the tight end, who is awesome for the Raiders. Base defense, I may go may go a rotation. I'd give each of those guys a little bit of a break. Darby may be on a little bit of a snap count limitation, so. Um, I think this is a big game for Kyle Fuller. If I'm the Raiders, I'm going after number 23 until he proves that he can force an incompletion or not commit a penalty. That's what the Steelers did last week. So uh, one thing Vic Fangio pointed out Monday and again Wednesday is it's got to be back to the basics for this highly touted secondary. And to me, that means that's all focus. These guys know how to play football, but if you go out there and you're not sure in, in, in your – you're not relying on your technique and you're guessing. That's when big plays happen. That's when you don't communicate. So I think as Justin Simmons said today, it, uh, it that starts with the fundamentals as well in practice. And it's a big game for this uh, Broncos secondary. Again, this is the First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. And Derek Carr, speaking of the Broncos secondary, you know, he's been pretty good against the Broncos in his career, 7-6 and six over 13 career games. And as you mentioned, an array of weapons for him to utilize, starting with Darren Waller, one of the top three tight ends in the league, alongside Kittle and Kelsey. And then you got Henry Ruggs, who can take the top off the defense. You got Hunter Renfro in the slot. And then Josh Jacobs, even though that Raider rushing game has not been very effective yet, he is capable of burst, bursting and popping off. He did for 112 yards in the debacle in the desert last yeah, year, Ryan. So yeah. got to keep that run game in check in order to keep Derek Carr in check. And they didn't do that in either game in both of the losses to Las Vegas last year. I mean, Derek Carr has had some games against the Broncos, even in a loss where the ball has barely hit the ground. Very efficient, high completion percentage. You mentioned Hunter Renfro operating from the slot. He is a terrific player. That's going to be a big challenge for Bryce Hall Callahan, the Broncos uh, nickel nickelback. You know, Ruggs. He's going to run downfield. Think about how the Broncos use K.J. Hamler, but less often than the Raiders do with Henry Ruggs. So the safety is going to have to be on point uh, in terms of those deep post routes and those deep go routes. So uh, Josh Jacobs, if I'm him, I'm looking at this game as a get-right game for the Raider run game. Uh, that's what Pittsburgh did. They had 32nd minute run game last year, last week, and they had their biggest rushing game in nearly two and a half years. So uh, Raiders, I think, are just – that much better. The Raiders' offense is that much better than the Broncos. And that's up to this Bronco defense to say, hey, we got to flex our muscle. we got to bow up after two losses and help this team get a lead. First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Sports Illustrated has been bringing fans deeper into sports since 1954. 
That's over 65 years of sports insights and knowledge and six years before there was pro football in Denver. While other sportsbooks know gaming, SI Sportsbook knows the game. It's betting built the combination of actual sports knowledge and true sports passion. It's a sports book for real sports fans because it's made by real sports fans. And it's a perfect time to get your bet in on the game right now at SISportsbook.com. And, and of course, they have all the lines for the week six action up there right now. And we will start with some Ryan O'Halloran analysis of, of course, the Broncos Raiders game. Broncos three and a half point favorites against Las Vegas. What do you like about that? Not like about that as as two guys who have picked the Broncos the last couple of weeks and they've snubbed their nose at us. Well, that streak ends now because I am going with the Raiders. Uh, I think so. The three and a half is irrelevant. Um, I do think they went outright. Uh, if I picked the Broncos, it probably would be a you know a three point game, something like that. I think Las Vegas is going to come in here. They're going to uh, be re, uh, you know under the realization they've lost two straight. They did not play well against Chicago last week. They're gonna they're gonna go after this this Bronco defense. So I'm gonna pick the Raiders. I'm gonna bet the over too if I did that. 44 is that number. Um, I think it could be a 28-20 game, 28-21 somewhere in that range for the Raiders. I'm gonna pick the Broncos against my gut here, but I'm I'm not gonna have them covering the spread. I'm gonna pick them by maybe a, a point or two. As of the recording of this podcast, I say they win a very very tight one and don't cover that three and a half point spread. Over under 44, I'm going to take the over on that one. I think both offenses will get in a bit of a rhythm here, and we'll see more of a shootout and less of a rock fight, maybe somewhere in between. So Broncos minus 3.5 against the Raiders. Again, you can find all these lines and more at sisportsbook.com. This is the first Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook. Some over some other lines to look at across the league, and we'll talk about Chargers plus three at the Ravens, who are favored at home. I, this is game of the week. Uh, as, I write, as I write in Sunday's paper, I think these teams are going to see each other in the playoffs. Chargers have won uh, three straight. They're four and one. The Ravens have won four straight after losing to the Raiders in the opener. Um, I'm going to take the uh, Ravens in a tight game. That's a 10 a.m. West Coast start. And so uh, I have the Ravens uh, winning and covering that three-point spread. And three other ones to look at around the league. Cowboys minus three and a half at the Patriots. The undefeated Arizona Cardinals plus three at the Browns, who the Broncos play next week. And the Bills five and a half point favorites at the Titans. Those three matchups starting with Cowboys minus three and a half at Patriots. Yeah, I like the Cowboys. I think they're the best team in the NFC right now, even though Arizona is undefeated. So the Super Bowl hype is real? It should be because they are trucking offensively, and they don't even need to be great on defense. They just need to be not god-awful like they were last year. Dak Prescott on his way to winning comeback play of the year. Could be in the running for MVP. So I picked them beating New England and covering the spread. Um a great late game against the Broncos Raiders is the Cardinals 5 and 0 at Cleveland 3 and 2. Browns obviously play the Broncos next Thursday night. The uh, spread on that game is plus 3 for the Cardinals. Okay, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the Browns. I think their run game is going to be able to uh, you know keep the ball away from Kyler Murray. That's the top-ranked run game in the NFL Cleveland is. So um, I have Cleveland uh, winning and covering that three-point spread. And then the final one, Buffalo coming off its smashing of Kansas City in the AFC title rematch. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites at Tennessee. Yeah, Buffalo's on a roll right now. I don't know how they lost to Pittsburgh in week one at home. Obviously, we're maybe too big for their britches like some Bronco players. I think they go into Nashville. I think they're going to thump the Titans. I think they cover that five-and-a-half. 
top-ranked scoring offense the Bills have, top-ranked scoring defense the Bills have. First Orange Podcast brought to you by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. If you've tried other apps, you need to try SI Sportsbook and get the true fan experience. Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, the sportsbook that wrote the book on sports. Again, that's sisportsbook.com and at SI betting on Twitter. So moving on with the show here, a couple more topics to discuss before we get to our predictions. Kendall Hinton having a pretty good season here so far, and he had a career high two catches in the loss to the Steelers, including his first NFL touchdown. Now, of course, he came onto Broncos lore last year in the Saints debacle to play quarterback. Well, that didn't fare too well, but now he's kind of transforming himself into a bona fide NFL wideout. Well, how many opportunities he'll get here going forward? That remains to be seen, especially when Jerry Judy comes back. But for now, he's threat number C behind Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. And I think the Broncos are planning on utilizing him. Yeah, Kendall's a great success story. I mean, let's face it, he's not a quarterback. He was terrible in that game. But he pinch hit, and he took one for the team and got you know hit several times. And you know, going into camp, I did not think he was going to make the team as a receiver because I thought they would lean on Tyree Cleveland, maybe even Seth Williams because they're draft picks. Those two guys remain on the practice squad. They've been passed over multiple times. And with the injuries to Judy and Hamler, is Kendall's risen up that depth chart as the number three guy, as you mentioned, behind Sutton and Patrick. Here's the thing. When he's had his chances, he's caught the football. That's how you stay on the field. And, you know, they signed John Brown, the veteran, to the practice squad. He's a speedy threat, different player than Hinton. But I think Kendall, at least for the next couple of weeks, has carved out a pretty good niche. And it just shows you if you stick with it, if you impress an OTAs and you stack things up, uh, you can stick around and get a chance on the active roster and make plays like a touchdown on Pittsburgh. And, you know, you're writing about Kendall for a Thursday's Denver Post and online as well. What were, what, were, what were your takeaway from what he had to say on Wednesday? I think he used last year as a growing experience. You know, the quarterback experiment aside, and he acknowledged as much today. He's like, hey, I knew that was my, probably my last game playing quarterback after that game. But he knew going into his offseason that if he worked at it, if he honed his, you know, his route running, his hands, everything, he had a shot to be in contention for a roster spot as a wideout this year. And, and you know, things happen. Attrition happens. Injury happens. Uh, guys like Trinity Benson, who would be in this spot if he had not been traded before the season, those things happen. And, and here we are, like you said, Kendall Hinton just kind of kept chipping away at it. Now he has an opportunity in front of him. And, and we saw him already make a, a tough under-pressure catch yeah. like he made on that final drive against Pittsburgh, even though the Broncos didn't end up scoring on that. But he's come up clutch there. So, like you mentioned, an opportunity here these next few weeks while Judy remains sideline. Yeah, I thought Kendall made a good point is they have a lot of receivers in that room. They only have one coach, that's Zach Azani. So he says what he's done is he started to lean on the veterans like Sutton and Patrick for additional tips. And that shows just a want-to level. You know, you got to reach out to these resources other than your position coach to, to learn the game. First in Orange podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, sisportsbook.com. Check them out on Twitter at SIBetting. So final topic here, we get to our predictions is this a must-win game for the Broncos on a short week? you got the tough Browns matchup on the road Thursday night football next week. I'm going to go off and say, yes, it's a must-win. We both already said that we don't think the Broncos are going to win. But I got the Raiders coming down to it 21-20 in a heartbreaker for the Broncos. Yeah, I think this is the biggest game of Vic Fangio's tenure, and I've said that before. That was week one against the Giants. That was week two against the Jaguars. But now we're getting down to real business because I have them – 
not winning at Cleveland on, on a short week next Thursday night. And that means you're three and four if you lose against the Raiders. So um, by terming it a must win, it's gonna, I'm going to term it as a really big loss. And now all of a sudden, okay, they're, ch- you know, they're chasing the standings again. They're way behind the Chargers. They're falling behind the Raiders. So it, this is a critical, critical game for the Broncos to get, to get some of the momentum they built in September, get it back. But I think it's going to be a tough sled. And as we said earlier, I also picked the Raiders. Difference between four and two and three and three. That'll come this Sunday in Powerfield, 225 p.m. kick. Of course, we'll be all over it. DimmerPost.com slash Broncos. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. First Orange Podcast presented by Sports Illustrated Sportsbook, SISportsbook.com. Head to DimmerPost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout the rest of the season. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. And until next time, folks, take it easy.